This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. And it's Friday, live from Studio C. A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And hey, everybody, today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. The brave law enforcement and federal agents investigating bomb maker guy. Bomb maker guy? <laughs> yeah. Me. Okay. Uh, yeah, and they don't have him yet. I kind of thought well, maybe we'd have him by today. New one. Breaking news. Breaking news. Cory Booker. Yep. Oh, really? Yep. Huh. Do they think all this stuff was mailed at the same time? Like, the guy's not still out there showing up to the post office delivering packages every day, is it? That'd be bold. Yeah, I'd say. I don't know that. It's an interesting question. This one was intercepted at a mail facility in Florida, I think? Correct. So, New York Times has an article today about how quickly the conspiracy theory grew that it's a false flag operation that, you know, it's actually a left-winger trying to make right-wingers look bad. And um, I don't know if I... Call it a conspiracy theory or whatever, or that it was wacky at all. I mean, it's, a, one it's of just the, a possibility. Well, it's one of the first things we thought, because initially it was too perfect. These things often, this happens all the time, you realize, New York Times, where where you know, there are nooses hanging in a tree on a college campus, and it turns out to be somebody who's on the side of um, black rights, or the, the, the bacon on the handle at the mosque, the, that they right. go too far. And so it becomes... The it, racists who yelled at me in the parking garage were wearing MAGA hats. Yeah. It's yeah, always it's, a little too much. Yeah, it's too much, and we've all gotten kind of used to that. And this one, initially, when it was uh, Barack Obama and Debbie Wasserman Schultz and CNN, just looked like it was that kind of thing, too perfect. When you started to expanding to De Niro and Biden, then it then I'm back to just thinking it's a right-wing nut, to the extent that those labels even make any sense. Well, yeah, I when mean, you get if to you're crazy a nut, people, right. when you get to the crazy people. <clears throat> um, but so, yeah, yeah, I'm back to thinking it's somebody that is... I'm, my guess is, here's, here's my guess. I, I said yesterday, I think it's an older, white, skinny guy with facial hair. That's what I'm, I'm predicting. I'm, I'm guessing his politics are going to be confusing. Like... Some real love here yeah. on a, on a yeah. social media page, but some comments over here that doesn't fit together. Mm. Like uh, happens occasionally with these people. They just sure. they, they don't have it consistent. It's difficult to tell what they are, other than crazy. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Of course, a lot of us have you know, not easily labeled worldviews. You know, I, I admire that in a person. <clears throat> Consistency is for the unimaginative. Yeah. Well, if you take it to the level of uh, sending bombs to people, you better have some. Oh, I hear theme. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I'm not down with that. Um, uh, let's kick off the show by introducing everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo. He presses buttons, flips toggles, he pulls levers, he plays the music. How are you this morning, Michael? Good. Happy Friday, everybody. Hey, um, this weekend I'm going to a like a potluck party, and I've decided I'm going to bring pizza. But I'm trying to figure out how... Pizza to a potluck. People yeah. always appreciate it. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a lazy way to do it. You didn't make anything. But I think people always appreciate it. People no, will eat it. Oh, yeah. Everybody's telling me that they're bringing desserts and stuff, so I thought, okay, I'll bring the main dish. You know what so people speak. want? Yet another potato salad. That's what the people <laughs> yeah. want. Oh, exactly. yeah. So I'm trying to decide, do I go quantity or quality on the pizza? Because I can bring, you know, sophisticated, you know, the high-end pizza. or I One can bring, really good pizza that, like, four people get a piece. Right. Or do I bring it in, you know, mass quantities? I go to Costco and get two of them for 20 bucks, hey, and hey, everybody's hey, impressed. No, oh, I, I don't love act Costco. like Costco's not high I quality love, pizza. Yeah, I love Costco <laughs> pizza. Listen to you, belligerents. Don't don't send them a pipe bomb. Hey, you know, uh, here's here's one potential risk. There's some uh, little gal probably who's going to labor hard on making her her grandma's beef stew or something like that in the crock pot, and she's going to bring that. Yeah, and everybody's going to ignore it because you brought pizza, and so she's going to be angry at you. <laughs> Pizza's not bad though. The person who brings like a, a package of store-bought chocolate chip cookies oh. that they w- whirled through the... So my 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 move is I bring a plate of cookies covered in tinfoil. I do not unwrap it. <laughs> I have it on the table, like like fully on, like in, this looks like it would be homemade, but it's sure. Oreos. There you go. People, no, I whipped those up today. Did you know the woman who invented the green bean salad uh, died yesterday? Yes. yes. Oh, wow. So a real loss. I, I was surprised at the amount of news coverage that, that got. I didn't know there was a woman who invented the green bean casserole. I'm and sorry, a, green a cu- bean casserole. A couple of other, other traditional American meals that really caught she, on. She passed away. Yeah. Not a big Who'd fan. Who'd she work for? Like Campbell's Soup? Satan, I Satan, as far as I'm yeah. concerned. Wow. Green bean casserole. Wow. What are Cam- you trying to do to me? Campbell's Soup, I believe she worked There's for. There's positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Uh, doing very well. We are thoroughly in the midst of the October movie releases where there's not a lot of good stuff out. If you, if you like scary horror movies, there's plenty of those to see. Nothing really big coming out this weekend. My Cinemaplex recommendation, uh, if you haven't seen First Man yet, check that out while it's still in the theater. I believe that to be very worth the movie-going experience where most of these others you can just catch at home at your leisure. Awesome. Looking at the food thing here, USA Today, the, the McRib is coming back. Yes. In time for Christmas. So that's so. a miracle. Merry Christmas, Jesus. Happy birthday, Jesus. Here's a McRib, says McDonald's. You know, to me, that's that's like gushing about bacon, you know, or or uh, what's the other one that's have just you, so played? Have you eaten a McRib? Is a sick enough? Yeah, ages ago. I maybe did. it maybe it looms large in my memory because I did a, a radio remote as like a 19 year old when the McRib first came out and <laughs> we're giving them away and eating them and just you're young, poor, and starving. It's horrific. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, yeah. And it hasn't gotten any better as far as I can tell. Well, that's, um, a, yeah, that's, a, but people gushing about how great it is. Oh, great it is? Well, yeah, Who they're all excited. Because it's like, it's kitschy. It's like, like I said, it's like the bacon thing. I just, yeah, it's yummy. We know. <laughs> it's not yummy. It's, it's meat pressed into the shape of ribs. The rib-shaped <laughs> pork patty. Oh. Jack, it takes pressure to make a diamond, too. Mm, there's For me, a, it's a pork diamond. <laughs> There's Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? Well, it is Friday, and we've got a trio of celebrity birthdays to celebrate. Oh, All right. boy. All right, I'm going to go for the youngest to the oldest, and after you hear them, 
I'd like you to guess who you think is the richest oh, of these Oh, this is always three. exciting. All right. All right, coming out of the gate, we have got Emmy Award-winning writer, actor, producer, Seth MacFarlane, 45 years old today. The family guy, dude. He makes me yep. angry because yep. he's too talented. Grammy Award-winning country star and husband of Nicole Kidman, Keith Urban, is 51. Oh, boy. I was going to say, hard to beat Seth MacFarlane, but... Uh... There you go. And last but certainly not least, Hillary Rodham Clinton no. hit 71. They so, were broke when they left the White House. Yeah. See, this is a tough one. I think Hillary's the richest, but will it show up as she's the richest? Because I think she probably has the money in the foundation or whatever. Oh, yeah. I think she's like Putin, huh? Yeah. 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 Our how, assets how are hidden. Is hidden. I'm going to go with Seth MacFarlane. You're going to go with Seth MacFarlane, <sighs> Joe? Wow. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Yeah, I'm thinking from syndication money, he barely ekes out a lead over Keith Urban, who was big enough back when musicians could get rich. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I got to go with Seth as well. I got to tell you, I tip my hat to Armstrong and Getty because it is Seth MacFarlane. Syndication man. What? Net, <laughs> net worth is $200 million. Nice. And then sliding into second place, Keith Urban with a net worth of $130 million And the poorest of the three, Hillary Clinton. Net worth officially on the right. books, yeah. $45 million. Yes. And more importantly, no one ever wants to hear from her again. Yeah. Still uh, still working on that novel, are you? <laughs> Let's not forget the, the story of Family Guy, which was canceled after, what, a season, season and a half yep. or something like that? Yeah. And then they released the DVDs, and every single one was bought in like 45 seconds. And Fox said, whoa, wait a minute, maybe we'll give it, uh, I don't know, one more try. Uh, for a younger audience, DVDs are like Netflix made on a compact disc that you would <laughs> insert manually into your video playing device. Why wouldn't, just, olden days? why wouldn't you just turn on Netflix? That sounds cumbersome. <laughs> Sure, Uh, you had to carry TV shows around with you. (laughs) I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Friday, October 26th, the year 2018. We're setting you straight in 21-8. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Well, I, for one, am ready to rock. So let's begin the show officially according to FCC rules, regs. Here we go, Mark. They're going to say, what's happened? They must have made a mistake. It's true. They're going to go up to the camera. They're going to say, did you make a mistake? Some won't say that. They'll just think it. And some might say, did you make a mistake? Uh, we've got a good guest coming up here in just a couple of moments. We're going to talk to the former New York City chief of detectives about searching for this serial bomber. And he's going to have some experience with all the terrorism that has gone on in New York City over the years. Uh, what are other headlines, Marshall? Well, now there are 11. Another suspicious package has popped up. This one addressed to Cory Booker. The feds have named the most dangerous volcanoes in the U.S. 11 in the West. Are you in danger? And Megan. <laughs> Megan. Volcano fear. Wow, what are we, CNN now? Megan wants her money. We're going to be getting into those stories minutes from now on Armstrong and Giffy. So yeah, we'll talk to this expert about uh, this, the, the bomber. Well, who do we think he is? What's What are the best leads? All that sort of stuff. We'll postpone mailbagging clips the weeks till later. Awesome stuff coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Unfortunately, this happens all the time. If you're hurt or killed by an idiot, you're no less hurt or killed. Indeed. 
Um, but what I'm wondering is if the experts uh, are thinking this is, uh, you know, we're dealing with a real mastermind here or uh, kind of a an idiot. Well, let's dive in uh, on that question and others with Chief Robert Boyce, the former New York City Chief of Detectives, and has been kind enough to extend his day to chat with us on the West Coast, and we appreciate it. Chief, how are you, sir? Good morning. I'm doing fine. Thank you. First, a, a preliminary question. Uh, I have a feeling this is a massive investigation. How many individuals would you guess, you know, you know, shot in the dark, are actually involved in this investigation at this point? Well, you have the Joint Terrorist Task Force, and that's a multi-agency uh, unit. Uh, they are, have case responsibility. So uh, we're talking about hundreds and hundreds of people, hundreds and hundreds of detectives. Most of the cases now shifted to southern Florida right now. However, from what I understand, we just found another two devices in New York in the postal system. So we're still busy in the NYPD. We're still covering that. But the focus of our investigation is in southern Florida. Part of that task force, the Joint Terrorist Task Force, is the U.S. Postal Inspectors. They played a significant role in getting the origin of this down to Florida. So that's where we are right now in the case. The FBI uh, announced yesterday that this is their highest priority, so that's a lot of people. Uh, Yeah, and two more um, packages, one to Cory Booker and one to the former uh, uh, intelligence chief, uh, James Clapper, so, yes. um, so is anything stand out about this um, the, in your mind? So let, let's talk about what we know about the, the device itself. It, they all have very similar um, in, in design and um, operability, and the operability is what is in question right now. Now, they all have a powder to, in them. It's unclear if it's flash powder or black powder or smokeless powder. I can't tell you right now because it's being analyzed in Quantico, Virginia. But it is um, an explodable um, material in each one. So it's really not a hoax. It is they could go off. Uh, they are potential, potential IEDs. However, the, uh, the triggering device is what is in question right now. Is it enough of a current to ignite or to explode this, these devices? And that's what's being bandied about right now. My sense is that that anybody with uh, average to above average intelligence spends a half hour on the internet and buys some stuff at Home Depot. They could make a, a bomb. Is that accurate or inaccurate? Is it pretty hard to do? That's that's fairly accurate. It's not difficult to do. What is the uh, getting the uh, getting the materials? Um, you can buy at Home Depot, and this is PVC, by the way, so it uh, it would not show in a metal detection. And um, and the um, the digital clock. You can buy on, over the internet for about two or three dollars on each one. Uh, what you have here in scope is quite dramatic. You have devices being sent to for, two former the homes of two former U.S. presidents and a vice president. So it's pretty pretty big stuff here. This and, this um, this guy, whoever he is, is, is in a world of trouble. I would say he is, and I think the investigation the investigators are getting closer and closer. Um, they have a strong um, direction now in South Florida. Uh, what I did in New York City was I had, um, you know, I was very fortunate because of the amount of cameras that we had throughout the city. Uh, so we were able to, we are still able to identify criminals uh, quite easily through through garnering um, video, digital evidence. So I don't know if that uh, location in Florida has that, but uh, we'll, we'll see going forward if they do. Uh, I think they're getting closer and closer. What's your gut feeling? Do you think these devices were actually designed to explode or not? Uh, I think they, you know, it's difficult to say. I think they um, they can explode. And it's, here's the thing, here's my opinion. If you if you put in there, let's say, uh, some some um, nonsense pad, kitty litter, for, for example, it may look like it, but it's not. That's a hoax device. 
And if it's a hoax device, it's often news cycle the next day. Uh, no okay. one really cares that much. Because it is uh, explosive material, it is a potential bomb. So what right now is getting into the mind of the perpetrator or perpetrators, and I believe it's a singular one by now. Um, it's, it's, you find out what their intent's going to be. It's, it's, it's possible. It's enough to scare. It's, it's created this, this drama. Uh, the you know throughout the country, so I believe that's what that's what they are. Would your guess be that we're going to figure out who this is fairly quickly? Just because of the overnight, the way the case advanced, I think they're getting very close. Interesting. Gotcha. And how important is uh, profiling in all of this? Is it mostly well? It's obviously mostly about physical evidence, but do you have profilers working on it in this these cases? Well, it's the the the, the, um, the FBI has profilers, and I'm sure they're plugged into this. There's no question. Chief Robert um, so, Boyce. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead, sir. Go ahead. If you no, want that's, so, so, so the answer to your question is yes. I, I, I believe it is important. However, the evidence is, is what's the forensics is what's going to solve the case. 35 years in the NYPD, retired as chief of detectives, Chief Robert Boyce. We uh, sure appreciate the time, Chief. Well done. Great speaking to you. Thank Th- you. Thank you. That's pretty interesting stuff. So they're going to catch the person relatively soon, which is not surprising to me. Unless the guy offs himself. Oh, yeah, but that's not uh, hard to imagine. Well, it kind of depends on, did this guy think he mailed out a bunch of bombs that were going to explode? Or is he shocked that none of these have gone off? We, we have no idea. You know, I found uh, the chief's answer a bit cryptic about if it's a hoax, it's uh, out of the news the next day. So evidently, he believes it isn't gunpowder. It's something that could explode in there, but there was no mechanism to make it explode. Um, you know, sending explosive powder around is unsafe. Lord knows, but it's a different thing than sure. sending a bomb that you are convinced will explode and maim or kill. But he could be a moron who thought he had a bomb that was going to explode with his yeah. crappy timer or something. That was yeah, interesting. I think if he was a moron on that level, though, that, that, it, I don't know. He'd be caught already. Um, of course, they might be closing in. They might have yeah. some moron under surveillance right now and the minute he moves they'll snatch him up but they're still collecting evidence sure i think it's going to end up being three four days total from bombs showing up to catching him so uh can't can't wait to find out what the guy's like although i think i have a guess um a couple of things it was a big deal back when did the bomb makers handbook come out late 60s whatever we talked the other day about anarchists uh, cookbook yeah um uh we talked the other day about how in the early 70s, we were having five bombs go off a day in the United States. Right. Five bombs a day blew up somewhere in the United States, which is, I mean. But these are the most partisan times ever, Jack. Look how much attention a whole bunch of bombs that didn't go off getting top priority of the FBI and everything. We used to have five actually go off per day. But it was a huge deal when somebody put out a book on how to make a bomb. Because back, you know, pre-internet, getting information was a thing. Well, now. All the information for whether you want to make an atomic bomb or whatever you want to do, it's all out there on the internet. But Wasn't there, we're not bombing each other, and we're not bombing each other. Was was there a point where that was that book? It was not good to be caught with that book. Oh, well, I got to imagine it was extremely controversial. The guy who wrote that book, I saw him interviewed not long ago. Actually, uh, he really regretted the way it was used. He was just trying to like send a message. We're not going to put up with this. He didn't know people were actually going to try to make bombs and blow things up, which is often the case where. Your rhetoric, it's like its like angry people on social media. I'm still working on my nuclear device in my garage. I'm going to try to disrupt hurricanes with it. <laughs> right, that's your plan to stop hurricanes yeah, with atomic bombs. The so-called experts say it would never work. I say they're wrong. <laughs> Marshall's News, and hey, we put off mailbag and clips of the week. So all that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
have some updates in the serial bombing uh, attempts, and uh, I've got a controversial question to ask. So first the headline, oh, and then my not controversial. Then my controversial question. I steer clear of that. Uh, let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. As you mentioned, we do have some updates. Police and the FBI investigating the discovery of two more suspicious packages possibly containing explosive devices. The FBI confirming an 11th package recovered in Florida, similar in appearance to the others, addressed New Jersey Democrat Senator Cory Booker. And the 12th was found at a New York City post office addressed to the uh, ex-National Intel Chief James Clapper. Okay, here's my controversial question. Yes. So, Cory Booker getting a, uh, a, a bomb in the mail <clears throat> that doesn't go off. Is his first reaction, oh my God, or is his first reaction, all right, I'm on the list. I'm important enough to send a bomb. I get to go up to a microphone today and give a big speech about how Trump caused this. I guarantee it's the latter. I think it's almost certainly... Beyond a shadow of a doubt. I think it's almost certainly a his heart races with excitement and opportunity when he hears this. And I guarantee you Kamala Harris is saying, where's mine? And this uh, we, this is from The Onion. This is hilarious. Chuck Schumer relieved he's never taken stance meaningful enough to have someone mail him explosive. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> the <lighter> side. <laughs> wow, that's some beautiful sarcasm. Well, it's getting close to if you're Kamala Harris yeah. or Elizabeth Warren. Hey, hey, I'm running for president. I'm kind I'm, of a big, I'm part of the resistance. Right, I'm very offensive to Trump. Very. Come on. Meanwhile, authorities are combing through the camera footage at the self-mailing kiosk machines inside the U.S. postal facility located near Miami. They are looking at video footage from all the nearby businesses as well as they try to close in on the person mailing the bombs. So there was some geek standing there with goodness knows how many packages, at least, you know, 10, 15 uh, and, and everybody around him is thinking, wow, what does he have, some sort of t-shirt business or something like that? Mailing out all of these big padded envelopes. And Did we figure out the it? whole postmark thing or what uh, they didn't Mm-mm. get to cancel? Part, yeah, part of it is because they are wrapped in this uh, tape, oh, this okay. translucent tape. So okay. the postal stamp won't stay on it or it will only be a partial. Which okay. is why you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> Thank you for those. Mailing tips during this Absolutely. busy season. It's important that you cooperate with all Postal Service regulations. I believe Joe is seventh in the line of succession to the Postmaster General. <laughs> right. Meanwhile, President Trump is claiming he is being blamed for the mail bombs being sent out to the prominent uh, critics of his. Trump saying in a tweet that he sent out before dawn today, quote, Funny how lowly rated CNN and others can criticize me at will, even blaming me for the current spate of bombs and ridiculously comparing this to September 11th in the Oklahoma City bombing. Yet when I criticize them, they go wild and scream, it's just not presidential. End of quote. I don't think this is going to slow down either side's rhetoric at all, is what I think. No. U.S. National Security Advisor John Bolton has just announced the White House has invited Russian President Vladimir Putin to Washington. Bolton making the announcement at a a news conference over uh, in the Soviet Republic of Georgia. He didn't say if Putin has accepted yet the invitation. I wonder if we'll have a uh, long private meeting with him, like that poor uh, Prime Minister of Lebanon got when he went to... Oh, to Saudi Arabia. Right. Was it Lebanon? I think it was Lebanon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah do yeah. you do you have Putin come over to your to your country and does he attend the White House as a guy who 
messes with our elections and, and bombs hospitals on the other side of a war we're involved in? And I think do we do that? keep your enemies closer time. I don't know. It, that seems odd. I'll grant you that. Got a new report out that says 18 volcanoes in the U.S. are classified now as very high threat. This report by the U.S. Geological Survey said the 18 are listed because of their potential for erupting yet again and their proximity to population centers. Now, the top five are Mount St. Helens and Mount Rainier in Washington, Redoubt Volcano near Anchorage, Alaska, and Mount Shasta in California with the most... Absolutely. Could blow up today or in 4,000 years. With the Plan most, accordingly. With the most dangerous volcano being Hawaii's Kilauea, which I'd say. had a big <laughs> eruption this it's year. It's cooking people as we speak. Yes. But now, that's interesting. I, I actually knew that the two Washington right. uh, volcanoes were still active and, and a thing, but right. I had no idea Mount Shasta was considered a... Uh, yeah, it's in the yeah, and it's in the top five. So wow! So you're scaring us with uh, possible volcanic eruptions. What do you got next hour? Bees? Or... <laughs> All right, you go ahead and mock killer bees. Go ahead and mock <laughs> sinkholes, swallowing people alive. <laughs> Wise to be prepared. <laughs> and, Feral cats. And I prepare for this. How? Well, anyway, let's move on. Megyn Kelly and NBC News have reportedly begun exit negotiations, signaling that the star anchor's brief tenure at the network is likely coming to an end. Bye-bye. Yeah, I'm sure Over she's fine Over the whole blackface thing that yeah. I keep seeing the media treating as if it's clearly just the most overt sort of racism. The modern wow. media and social justice warriors are giving such great cover to actual racists. Because everybody is always called a racist all day long now. So if an actual racist is called a racist, nobody pays attention. You think, oh, it's just one more guy who ran afoul of the rules right. these days. But no, no, he's an actual racist. But oh Well, well, Megan went around and apologized and apologized and apologized. But NBC said, Al, I know she said she's sorry, but we're keeping her off the air for the rest of this week. Now, she... Was saying, uh, I love Diana Ross. What would be wrong with, you know, darkening my skin a little bit to look like Diana Ross? And then apologized for it and said, now I get it. I'm sorry. That was terrible, right. but she's leaving. Somebody just sent us an actual video of Jimmy Kimmel uh, made up to look like a black basketball player back in his Comedy Central days and talking and, and all and trying to sound like a black basketball player. Right. And I'm sure he will keep his job. Because he's yeah. uh, no, a liberal. He, NBC wanted to fire right. Megyn yeah. Kelly. The, the articles, cre- there was a context right. created yes. which gave them an out which they pounced on. All yeah, right, these so articles be- don't Megan. include her ratings enough. So between the four of us, we have told the story accurately and completely. That is what mm-hmm. happened with Megyn Kelly. Why can't the media do that? I don't know. People who listen right. to this show now understand what happened. She said something a little provocative, not bad. She apologized, but they were looking for a reason to get rid of her. Now ooh. she's gone. Right. Ooh. There's also a theory that was floating. Did you just actually say ooh? Ooh. Ooh. There was a theory I saw floating around that I actually kind of makes some sense to me. That she was really hard on a lot of the Me Too coverage. Yeah. And when the NBC stuff came out, she was really hard on the NBC brass. For how they handled a lot of the stuff, including yeah, Ronan yeah, Farrow, like yeah. the oh Ronan Farrow story right. and stuff. Oh so boy. there could be some of that 
as the motivating factor of yeah, wanting she, to push her out as well. She had low ratings and poked her own network right. for not taking Ronan Farrow's story seriously. That's true. And, and walks away with 69 mil. Yeah, she'll be okay. TMZ is reporting that uh, her lawyer wants Ronan Farrow sitting in on the exit negotiations. Oh, I didn't get that yesterday. Wow. I heard that yesterday. I thought she must just think he's a good lawyer. No, that's what she wants to Yes. She wants to bring up that whole you ignored the Me Too movement yes. thing. Yes. Shut up, Meg. And her wow. her lawyer, according to TMZ, is demanding fifty million dollars or they will sue. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. I hope the staff who didn't have the $69 million contract also somehow gets taken care of, because they had nothing to do with any of this. Nobody ever talks about that. And, uh, Michael, it'd certainly be appropriate to play Megyn Kelly's drunken friend talking about her being fired later. (laughs) Megyn. So we got mailbag. We didn't get to mailbag because we had that great guest, and he was great. Clips of the week. Awesome. A lot of great stuff. All on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Getting uh, attention and growing called Free Solo. Is that the name of the movie? Um, Correct. See, uh, it's a Star documentary. Wars story when Han Solo was briefly arrested. It's a documentary and it's uh, it's supposed to blow your mind about the meaning of life in these times we're living in. Yes, please. So stay tuned. I'm already on that road, man. It. Are you? I'm not sure I can take this anymore, man. I'm not sure I want to be a rat in a race, man. It's so one thing about the day-to-day of young children is just I have no time to contemplate any of those things. i got to get this person there, and that person needs fed, and then this needs to get cleaned up. And yeah. then it's nighttime, and I go to sleep. There's nothing else that happens. That's funny. So. We promised to do other things this segment, and we will. But I had a hell of a lot of work to do yesterday, thanks to the infamous Baxter skunk incident. <laughs> I did more scrubbing and washing and mopping and polishing than I've done in many, many moons. And it... No point during that roughly two and a half hours did I have any existential angst. I wasn't thinking about the big questions or wondering if I was missing out. No, I was just getting it clean. Modern life is designed to make us crazy. Mm. Well, not designed, but that's certainly the result. We're not designed. Our brains aren't designed for free time. We're designed to take a fond look back at the week that was. It's cow clips of the week. It's hot now. Paul punches a throw. Paul and Rondo throwing punches. Sometimes the enemy of your enemy is just a jackass. DNA and me showed I was 8% Navajo. Nobody's making fun of me now or my people who are victims. But I don't think policy differences mean that people I differ with on a given policy, I have to regard as evil and therefore not as a part of a shared America. Look at Nancy Pelosi right here. Look at this piece of shit right here. To me, he's not Lion Ted anymore. He's beautiful Ted. He's Texas. I call him Texas Ted. I'm proud to have worked hand in hand with President Trump. Sometimes I talk and sometimes I listen. And yesterday I learned. 
This pseudo-legend is that the Pope, the Vatican, and every predecessor to him are engaged in a large-scale, systemic violation of the human rights of children. We are a generous and welcoming people here in the United States, but those who enter the country illegally and those who employ them disrespect the rule of law. We even cast beautiful celebrities by ugly people in movies, and then we praise them and give them Oscars and tell them they're being brave. That's not brave! Joe Getty wants your vote, but does he deserve it? Paid for by the Positive Sean Super PAC. Megyn Kelly should get fired for that embarrassing apology. Oh, it was so sickening. And yesterday, I learned something. Oh, shut oh, up. Shut if she'd have come out and said, that's not racist. <laughs> Just said that. I was asking positive. the question. Mailbag. <laughs> Mailbag. Mail. I apologize. It's your freedom, love, and quote of the day from Wilhelm von Humboldt, founder of Humboldt County. Mm. Wow. He's a classical liberal. Believed that public education could only be a system for governmental indoctrination. He also inspired much of Noam Chomsky's work on language. How oh, interesting. His younger brother was actually an explorer, and Humboldt County was named after him. There you go. But what he said will shock you. Thanks for the fun facts, Patrick in Santa Barbara. Uh, here's your quote from Wil- Wilhelm von Humboldt. Governmental regulations all carry coercion to some degree, and even where they don't, they habituate man to expect teaching, guidance, and help outside himself, instead of formulating his own. Sure, it makes us less self-reliant. Keep envying that sleeve boy, Patrick in Santa Barbara. Oh, sleeve boy. Here's your federal crime a day. We're all committing crimes because there are so many we have no idea what they are. Uh, 21st uh, U.S. Code, paragraph 3352F, 33321 CFR. Oh, my God, it goes on for half a page. Guidance makes it a federal crime to sell... Hmm, this is not for the kids. Maybe uh, turn down the volume for 10 seconds. Guidance makes it a federal crime to sell a penis constriction ring without adequate warnings, including not to fall asleep while wearing it <laughs> and to wait an hour between uses. I but, leave mine on while I'm sleeping. You're not supposed to do that? Certainly not. That's true for selling, but you can, quote-unquote, give them away and accept donations. So okay. that's a loophole that a friend of mine uses. What I, I, <laughs> I actually use mine to... Uh, to tie my unit to a rail so it doesn't run away in the night like a horse. <laughs> How about when I'm swimming? Does it say anything about that? No? <laughs> I don't believe Wait it mentions 20 minutes. It. Uh, let's see. Uh, this is uh, Jay in lovely Fayetteville, Arkansas. I've heard Fayetteville is beautiful. I've never been, Jay. Never had the pleasure. But uh, Joe, I heard you bemoaning CNN today as they went over the top on Bombgate. Thought I'd drop a note of thanks for taking the bullet day after day for listeners like myself. About a year ago, I and many friends of mine had to hit the eject button on cable news as I could not get through five minutes without getting spitting mad at the anchor's bias, slants, fake guests, daily hair-on-fire outrage. On the flip side, I don't want to be completely uninformed and bury my head in the sand either. Thankfully, I have the Armstrong and Getty Show. Very kind of you to say. Thank you very much. Um, Yeah, I hate to be spitting mad. There is no good reason to watch cable news shows. I don't think. Not really. No. That, if you, if there you, are even, other routes to the information yeah, that are better. If you want to be informed, that's not the way to go about it. 
Well, he says, somehow you both seem to have built up some immunity to the ridiculous load of crap coming out of these shows. Yeah, it's it's partial immunity, though. It's like uh, if you've been bitten by a lot of rattlesnakes, all it will do is make you vomit and go blind for two days. But you're unlikely to die. We have that level of immunity. Because often I am vomiting and blind all weekend long from watching cable news. But thank you for recognizing our courage. Uh, This is not a freedom-loving quote of the day. This is just a wise quote from uh, Ian and Tijuana. Isaac Asimov once said, the saddest ass... Mm. The saddest Mm. ass. Mm. All the letters, Joe. The saddest aspect of life right now is that science gathers knowledge faster than society gathers wisdom. Mm, That is a problem. It is definitely a problem. uh, Some people uh, said that about the the nuclear weapons when we first got them. They've been around for a while, but eventually we will misuse them. Yeah. Yeah, because okay. people haven't gotten any smarter, wiser, less uh, impulsive, and selfish. Here's a nice note from Stephen Wellington, Nevada, uh, talking about the study that said 25 percent of college students may suffer PTSD from the 2016 election, which to me is time to take to the streets with with placards and axe handles and 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 tablets and email accounts or something. I'm not sure what to do about it, but to stand up and say, "All right, look, let's stop teaching our 17 to 23-year-olds that the slightest inconvenience to them or disappointment to them should devastate them or creating a, a generation of neurotics." And Steve says, as a Marine Corps Vietnam vet disabled by PTSD, The hole is dug deeper when I hear people are traumatized by President Trump. They haven't seen the horrors that contribute to the syndrome. He tells his story. Um, Stop it. Stop it. Snowflakes snowflakes are tougher than the generation we're poisoning with these bizarre attitudes. So we've got an election in about a week and a half. How much does President Trump factor into people's votes? There's a new poll out. Kind of interesting. We'll take a quick look at that. Among other things, coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.